Hey guys, I'm being sponsored by Anchor. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Guys, I use it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, we're back at it again. Attack the Attack 360 Podcast. All right, man. Rick, what's going on? Not much. How's it going? Yeah, sh- it's been like two weeks. Yeah, it's been a while, right? <laughs> uh, last episode, I, was, I, I uh, was at work and you know, I talked to one of the physical therapists and I was all like, dude, it'll be great to do a podcast, but I know you guys can't, you know, like, I know you can't make it down to the studio right here yep. to my house. And uh, I said, but I can, we can stay here at, at work after hours and just rock it out. And that's what he ended up doing. He had to, because he's young, he's got a young family. And, oh, yeah. and so he was all like, yeah, let me just make sure the wife is okay. And so that's why we were able to do it. And I was like, all right, cool. Which gave you a break. Yeah. Are you, how are you yeah. coming along with your Spartan Canine Academy podcast, um, man? I'm going to air the first show on Friday. I've been doing, I've been nice. doing a little bit. I've been doing shows here and there. Because what I want to do is I don't want to feel overwhelmed, so I'm recording shows early. Okay. And then as the week goes past, I can I can have five in the box and then release one. I can release one at a time. Yep. Yeah. So, That'd be awesome, dude. Um, I, I don't, I'm gonna end up talking about more on Friday with all this stuff going on. You know, just my my personal thoughts on this whole Afghanistan thing. Um, okay. And you know, for a lot of people, I'm sure that hits home. Uh, yeah, it does. Like it like it did for Vietnam for. For our, our my, my dad, yeah, yeah, for our veterans. Um, so uh, I know it's a lot of people, a lot of social media uh, influencers, uh, right? Price service, a lot of people I know that have been uh, touching, touching on it and sharing their their distaste for uh, how this all went down. And obvi- obviously, it's very tragic considering yeah, the, it uh, is. the people that have been killed or the people that. You know the people that clung to a C seventeen. Yeah, just to get the hell out of there, man. Yeah, I mean, it's desperation. Rough. Yeah. yeah, you know. Um, so it's uh, that's something that you know it was it's bothered me since it, since the day it started, and I've been uh, personally and emotionally dealing with it. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I've been definitely trying to just do and stay away from is just you know no un- no checking back into unhealthy habits right uh so the excessive drinking and stuff so i've been i've been sticking at home working on some stuff i have a friend that it gave me this marketing program oh to, nice because uh, she's an accountant uh-huh. and she had this free marketing program that she uses so i'm going to be doing that to learn how to market 
the business better and everything. Right, right. Um, especially with social media and all that. Yeah. And how to how to monetize more off of it. So uh, I'm gonna be working on that actually tomorrow. So. Oh, okay. So cool. something a little bit different, interesting. Right. Yeah. Other than that, just. It's hard, man. It's hard to stay. And look, there's a few topics that I like to stay away from, right? Number one is religion. Yep. Okay. Number two is politics. Mm-hmm. Those are two subjects that I really try to stay away from when, talk, when I'm talking to anybody, right? But I'll listen to anybody's point of view or their opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, I'm not going to, we're not going to sit there and, well, it's, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, bash on the whole, you know, uh, cabinet and the office and everything because everybody's already doing that right it's just you know it's a shame that this is how it happened um in such a drastic yeah measure so um but i'm not gonna get i don't want to get you know i don't blame you dude. So, yeah uh it'll be uh one of those things you know because i'm looking at biggest thing is i'm looking at all the handlers that are out there both civilian and military right. and the dogs um there's a guy um I think his last name is Perth or Parth, something like that. And he's a former British commando. Oh wow! He's a, and uh, he has an organization rescuing dogs out there. Oh wow! And his wife and his ma- pregnant manager <laughs> went missing in all the chaos. Oh shit! And now he's trying to find them and find look get their location. Right. And meanwhile, get the rest of his animals and his staff out of the country. Damn. Because um, they're, they're, uh, uh, they got left there. They got left there and they're yeah. like right in the middle of all that shit. Damn. And so crazy. they have to put down, they have to euthanize all the older dogs. They're going to euthanize the older dogs and they're trying to do what they can with the, with the younger ones to try, right. to try to save them. You know, that, that's a whole lot of man right there. It and is. I, you know, it's a lot of respect. It's just because, you know, until you're in that kind of situation, especially a person that loves animals. Uh, as much as we do, you know, what would you do? Yeah. Um, you know, and when it comes down to it, to, you know, my life or the dogs and right. my family, which, you know, I, to me is more important. Right. Um, and my, you know, if I had a staff like he does them as well, but they need to get the money and the, the British government just kind of left them there oh, without, shit. Get, without helping them get evacuated Damn. like they did the others. Right. So, you know, one of those things we get, uh, I've been trying to stay on top of, but. That's a that's a hard subject, man. That's a hard thing to talk about. It know? will be. I want to, and I want to make sure I, you know, obviously I want to choose my, my words and my and talk and discussion very wisely, um, without having to get too many people ruffled. But I think everybody, right. I think the sentiment of everybody is is pretty much the same. Everybody's pretty pissed. Yeah, everyone is pissed. So, all right. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Do it. Um, first of all, let's uh, let's talk about our social media, right? So you guys could find me at Attack the Attack three sixty on Instagram, uh, on Facebook. You can use my name Jeremiah J E R E M I A H. Last name is K O C H. It's pronounced Cook, and you can find me on Facebook there, or you can go to Attack the Attack three sixty dot com. And it would take you to all the links for Instagram and Facebook and, you know, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and whatever social network uh, or podcast network you listen to. Uh, again, guys, if you love the podcast, please do whatever you can, whatever uh, network you're on. Like it, give it star ratings, write comments, share it, 
share it on the social media. The more that it gets shared and put out there, the better for us because it increases numbers and then it also helps us make more podcasts for you guys. All right. Right. Uh, yours, all your info. Go. Hey. Shoot. All right. So you can message me on uh, Spartan Canine Academy on Facebook. I am not able to uh, post anything at the moment for like another three weeks. Um, on Facebook. On Facebook, yeah. Facebook. I, but you can also give me Spartan Canine Academy on Instagram. I'm going to be putting videos on there uh, in the meantime. And you can message me there and I can respond there as well. Um, <clears throat> I can respond, respond to Facebook messages. Um, I just can't post anything. So I'm blocked from posting right now uh, due to a... a verbal. Verbal... Uh, uh, Misunderstanding. Yes, yes. And uh, spell check. <laughs> yes. Uh, autocorrect error. So we'll just so, leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but I can respond to your messages. Uh, already To those that have already uh, messaged me, I appreciate it. Uh, and I'm getting back to you all as, as much as possible, as fast, as quick as possible. Um, but I will be putting more videos on the Instagram page. And then uh, you can find me at Rick James at P-E-D-D-T. And on Twitter, and I'm gonna put some stuff on there. I'm gonna start using that platform a little bit more now. All right, cool, man. Um, it's been I, I hardly use it because I'm just I'm not a you know what I actually whatever came across one of your videos on TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Huh. It was interesting. It was the it had the the little one that you're watching. Um, oh, uh, marshmallow. Marshmallow. Yeah, he yeah. was there sitting in the chair just chilling. Yeah. At the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I've been taking them everywhere, and uh, actually, that was a message I just got. Someone is uh, is uh, interested. Yeah, they're and they have them for the day, so they uh, they took them in, and uh, they're gonna end up adopting them. Nice so, man. But he's a great dog. Uh, Real chill. Oh man, he's very very relaxed and chill and quiet. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I mean, he's not. I, I I don't know why he got returned in the first place, but it did happen before. Yeah. So. Well. It is what it is, right? Yeah. But, but he's, he's going a to a better... Dog. Yeah, he's going to a better home. Yeah, it's people I... It's someone I know, so... Oh, even better. Um, okay, so the subject today on my end is going to be, hey, we're back at school, right? All the kids, everybody, they're going back to school. We're going to talk about uh, being bullied, okay? I would, I would try to say bullying. <laughs> I always have a hard time saying it like that. I don't know why, but... <laughs> We're going to talk about being bullied and all the things that revolve around that, okay? Um, and then what are you going to be talking about on, on your side? Uh, we're, going to, we're going to go over, uh, touch base on some of the um, things that you should look for when you're wanting to get a new dog uh, and things that you should do immediately upon uh, you getting your new pet, no matter how old they are, um, and proper introductions with dog-to-dog -dog, mm -hmm. uh, greetings. And how to control the excitement and temperament of your dog when there's someone that's new that comes in the home, and how okay. to how to put that under control, and how to help yourself with uh, getting you know avoiding the jumping onto people and and charging the door and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha, so. gotcha. All right, uh, you, you want to go first, or you want me to? No, go ahead, go ahead. All right. Oh. So we're back at school, guys, right? So again, parents, right? Watch your child. It may take a couple of days. It may take that one day, right? But keep an eye on your child when they come home from school. Look at the behavior, seeing uh, if they're 
happy and they're uh, excited to be home and excited to talk about school if they're not if they're like down and out or you, you see them where they're like a little bit depressed ask them what's going on it may not be bullying or being bullied but it could be something else and it doesn't hurt to find out what it is okay now the different types of being of being bullied okay there's only like at the time i want to say 10 years ago 10 years ago it wasn't that much it was either you were being name called or you would be harassed being like physically harassed as in hitting punching that type of deal nowadays it's a whole different level okay so it's not just verbal abuse uh it's also physical abuse it's also sexual abuse it's also cyber abuse um and uh hazing right so there's a lot of that going on and you know what i a lot of people made a big um spectacle about the show on netflix called 13 reasons why okay especially the christian community saying that it was an influence on kids watching it for them to go bully other kids and that's not what the that's that wasn't the case if people were really watching it it was giving an awareness it was showing the things that even though we didn't experience it growing up you know that that stuff is out there right so let's start off with name calling verbal abuse okay um you know that that's how can i say it name calling right being uh, sticks and stones may break my bones but words would never hurt me well nowadays our kids don't know that our kids take everything uh you know to heart and you know you can only you know when you're telling a child so much over and over and over again you know you suck you're gay you're your mom's a loser your dad's a loser whatever the, you know the verbal it is right i mean i can go into a whole bunch but i'm not but you know if they do that you know it's it 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 brings down the person okay so verbal abuse physical abuse right is when you know when a when another child is beating on a smaller child a smaller individual um at the same time while they're calling names they're hitting they're punching they're spitting uh walking by and bumping into them um slapping on the back of the head knocking down their books that's all signs of physical abuse right and of course the child is going to be hurt and when they come home they're not what they're not going to want to talk about it you know my son it took him a, a couple of times to actually a, a couple of days to talk to me about him being bullied and i said well what's going on you know um granted he did some training but that was when he was younger you know when he when you're a teenager either you remember it or you don't you know what i mean if you unless you keep up with the training and that's another thing i was going to say but uh, i'll go back to that in a minute um so i showed him this one technique and we actually did a video and i'm going to try and post it uh this weekend if i can find it on how to avoid being uh hit in the hallway right like shoulder bumped or or your books knocked down but then again it takes a lot of practice because the child has to be aware okay and right now kids are not aware 
You know, like they don't even want to wear the mask, right? Mm-hmm. When they're in school, because uh, it gets irritating. Hell, I don't even want to wear the mask when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. It gets irritating, but we have to do it. Um, but and it's one of those to where you have to really practice on being aware. Um, being bullied so much will cause other issues, and I'm gonna get to that too later on. Um, another one is sexual harassment. Now, it's not just boy to girl sexually harassed. It's also girls to girls or girls to boys, boys to boys, mm-hmm. boys to girls, right? So there's so many ways it can go, you know. Um, and then at the same time, it's like it's not just verbal sexual assault or abuse. It's also physical sexual abuse, grabbing the butt, grabbing, you know, the chest, uh, grabbing the crotch area, uh, making gestures, hand gestures, um, you know, all that comes into play. And then it makes the, you know, it makes the other child uh, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Man, I'm like going blank here, man. You're not helping me. Uh, it makes them um, self-conscious, you know, and and, and uh, insecure and, you know, uh, embarrassed. So it's like, you, you know, you need to talk to your child about certain subjects, especially about being bullied. Um, cyber bullying, right? Or being bullied, cyber bullied, bullied. Um, you know, with social media, kids nowadays have the TikTok, they got to the Instagram, they got Twitter, they got, face, you know, no, they're too young for Facebook, but believe it or not, some of them do, oh, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. But you know, while they're on social media, they're hazing on social media, you know, making fun, doing a, a video of a prank and then posting it and embarrassing the child. And that gets around. Right. Um, you know, uh, even something to where like, you know, t- teenagers, older teenagers, or they're out sneaking away, going to parties or if they are going to parties and they're drinking and some idiots there recording and then they blast it on social media or they're hazing that child in the middle of that party or whatever it is you know um you you just have to be very very careful when it comes to all this talk to your child you know uh look at the signs look if they're come home depressed look if they um they come home with marks on them uh you can normally tell from their face the way they look, you know, if your child is sad or upset or angry, you know that, you know, it may not have to do with home, but, you know, it may have to do with something at school mm-hmm. and the kids, you know, let the kids know, tell the kids, you know, if you feel uncomfortable at school, talk to a teacher, talk to a, uh, the counselor. Um, it doesn't make you a snitch, right? It's you're protecting yourself. You know, it's like, I, w- I mean, I, I get home from work and I'm driving and I see stuff happening when kids are walking home. You know, I, when I oh, get yeah. off of work, you know, it's like kid, the school's already being released. So there's a lot of kids walking home and I'm driving and I'm seeing these some of these fools. And that's a nice way I'm going to put it. I seen some of these fools and they are doing that. You know, you see them, you know, you see like four or five kids harassing one kid, mm-hmm. you know, or harassing two kids. And they're smaller or... If it's a a group of guys and a couple of girls walking, you see them harassing them, you know, you know, as for me as an adult, 
and I'm driving by and if I see something that's really, really bad, right? Because I really don't know what's going on. But if I see something that's really bad, then I'm going to go ahead and pull over and say, hey, you know, cut that crap out, yep. you know, uh, and try and intervene and help out. But at the same time, too, you got to be careful with that, you know, because then who knows? They can turn around and, and turn it around on me, yep. you know, so it's kind of hard to do certain things, especially when, like when I'm driving home, you know, it's like even though I see it, do I want to? Do I not want to? Do I want to take that chance? Do I not want to take that chance? Is there other ways I can go about it, right? So, recommending on how to deal with verbal abuse. Try and teach your kid to ignore. I know it's easier said than done. Yeah, I was going to say, that's something that... Because kids, right? kids have that... They they don't stop, dude. Yeah. They just keep on and yeah. keep on. And, and they, they're not going to... They don't want to be punked out. Either. No, they don't. Um, so, the only thing I can say... The only thing I can say is put your kids in martial arts training. Mm-hmm. I mean, in reality, yes. Um, because, number one, it builds self-confidence. And look in, before I go any further, look into the school, okay? Yes. Um, look into the school because you want a school that, re- that does at least two different styles. Now, when I say two different styles, I'm talking about at least one ground game and one standing game right at the school you pick okay i'm gonna use uh one of my old instructors and one of my friends i'm gonna use his school as an example um he teaches uh traditional goju rayu stand up karate martial arts right um and he they they do a lot of tournaments and then they also focus on you know being bullied uh at school verbal abuse and physical abuse now what i like about uh hanchi mike palomo at mongoose martial arts is that he he teaches the the standing game and then they also go into ground game which is jujitsu right um there's a lot of schools out there that focus on two different styles or more while they're training all right so like, I can name the other one that I was at, uh, uh, PKI MMA, you know, uh, the Jukido style. That was a style of 14 different styles, but there was Judo, Jiu-Jitsu, and a lot of Muay Thai, and, and Gojirayu, and Kempo, and there's a whole bunch of others, right, that are in there. And they teach standing and ground game. Um, there's another school over there in, Bring, in Spring Branch. Um, I always have a hard time saying the name of the school. It's I-N-C-H, Inochi, I always have a hard time saying it, I'm sorry, Uh, um, I'm sorry about that, but but over there he teaches Jiu-Jitsu and Jukido and and even wrestling, right, they got wrestling, sports wrestling for schools, so there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, one of the other martial arts schools that's on, uh, what is it, Um, Rodrigo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They also do Muay Thai. So they go into Muay Thai and uh, Jiu-Jitsu. So, I mean, if you think of it, that's a deadly combination, yeah. right? Now, again, it's good to learn martial arts or mixed martial arts for your child. Put them in it. But also teach them, excuse me, also teach them that violence is also not the way to go about it, right? Just because you get violence, just because the attack 
is coming at you, you don't have to attack back right away, okay? There's ways of going around it. You know that you can take care of yourself. Therefore, you spend a lot more time just ignoring the situation and then you feel better about it, okay? So it teaches really, you know, putting your kids in martial arts teaches them confidence. It teaches them awareness, okay? It teaches them discipline, right? Focus. And and then they're, they're getting physically uh, educated as well, right? So my recommendation for for females, right? Young girls and the majority of, of young girls, I would say that get bullied or harassed or sexually harassed or sexually assaulted, I would put them in jujitsu or judo, okay? Um, because I, I tell you what, man, female female martial artists, female jujitsu and judo, uh, judoka is what I'm going to say it, is that they... They're deadly on the ground. Their legs are strong, are strong, right? Stronger than the guy's arms in a way. For some reason, I don't know why, but they are. Okay, so because there's been there's been times when I was training, and I've actually went up against some women that I couldn't get past their legs at all. I was like, man, like why? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, why am I having a hard time? And I'm a big guy, right? <laughs> so it's like, but they got strong legs. That's a given fact. Um, so the, I would recommend if you're going to have, if you have your daughter and they're being bullied, put them in judo or jujitsu. If you have your son, uh, I would put them in the same thing, judo or jujitsu or any stand up martial arts. Right. Um, and the reason being is because there's no such thing as a fair fight nowadays. A fair fight would be, Hey, one-on-one and that's it. People would circle and watch. Now it's like four or five against one or two. And it's not fair. Okay. So when you're being bullied, you have to like, all right, what do I do? You have to evaluate that situation. Right. So if your child, if you got your child in martial arts, rather that they're from six years old all the way up to a teenager, you know, you say, hey, let's put them in martial arts. Well, take a look at the school, ask questions, ask them what their programs are, ask them what they teach. Um look up the history of that school and then once you do that i mean if you feel comfortable enough then put them in and roll them in okay um you know there's there's the cyber bullying you know what i have to say and and kids are not going to like it but you're the parent you pay for the computer you pay for that ipad you pay for their cell phone so monitor their stuff mm-hmm. ask them hey let me see your phone for a minute yeah. i gotta check something out you know, monitor their iPad or monitor their computer if it's in their room or their laptop, whatever it is. Monitor it. Make sure. Look on their social media. You know, get them to open it up for you. Yeah, it's an invasion of their privacy, but you know what? They don't pay the bills. They don't have privacy. They don't have privacy. Sorry. That you know what I mean? Works. It's No, exactly. My son's 17 and his mom still monitors his stuff. That's a good he'll, thing. He'll, he'll be 17. He'll be 17 in three weeks and his mom still she monitors what he puts and posts and what he does and he's i mean for the past couple of years he's i mean since he's had it yeah um he's very good about what what he puts on there and what he doesn't he doesn't put location or anything like right. that he has hardly any pictures of himself you know when he was a little bit younger right. so uh but if he and he's allowed to go out and drink 
Oh, in Germany. Yeah, he's in Germany. So, right. I mean, the boy can go to bars and clubs. <laughs> Mom still monitors his social media. And that's good. And he's not really, he doesn't have Facebook. He doesn't care for it. Yeah. He has Snapchat and Instagram, and that's only just to keep up with me. Right. It's all he really uses it for. Just to keep up with you. Yep. And well, that's awesome. And, you know, and, and for the most part, we don't even use that to keep up because we have... FaceTime. We have Waze. Or yeah. Waze, but... Uh, uh, What's the uh, WhatsApp and FaceTime? Uh huh. So, you know, we use that to, to communicate. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, as long as they're living under your roof. Yeah, they got no privacy. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, they have no privacy. You you go into that cell phone or that computer or iPad or whatever it is, and and you know you check it out, look at it, make sure, you know. Um, follow them on their own. Uh, follow them on their on their page. You know, yeah, their on page. Their, yep. You know, um, and then. You know, when they, the kids, the kids that are are young, uh, I want to say between 10 and 12 years old, you really need to keep an eye on them, especially if they're, if you guys, the parents are working, okay? Both parents are working, or if it's a single parent and it's working, and they get off the bus, the school bus, or they're walking home from school. You know what? It doesn't hurt. Put their damn tracker on their phone, Right? Make sure they're getting home. Make sure they're going straight home. Yep. You know, those are the rules. I mean, like when my son was walking home from school, uh, you know, I gave him those rules. I said, hey, you're walking straight home. I don't want no uh, detours. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your friends or whatever or if you're walking a girl home. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're supposed to do this and I want you to do this. And your phone, you don't have to get the, you know, the family sharing tracker app right Mm-mm. your phone especially if you have apple yeah in your settings is location uh you go to location services and it shows every spot that you stopped how long it took you to get from a to b to C. right and uh if your kids don't know about it great don't tell them because then they'll go and turn it off right um or if but, they're listening to the podcast or they listen to the podcast <laughs> but you as parents should be able to go and take a look and just google it Location services on Apple phone, turn on. And, right. You know, and go and make sure it's on because then you can look at every street that they stopped at and <clears> it'll <throat> tell you how long they were there at that location as well. Right. So if they're constantly moving, well, you know that they didn't stop anywhere and they got home. Yeah, they got um, home. I personally had to turn mine off because I got, I, after a while, I'm like, you know, it's a little worrisome. But I have it back on and I use it. Right. Because you never know what's going to happen. Right. And you may need to have something for evidence and being like, look, yeah, I, you know, this is, yeah. this is, this is how long I was, I stopped at this light. Right. Or whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, it, I know when, of course, we didn't have cell phones. Right. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have any of this when any, we were kids. Yeah. And, my dad, I remember he, each school, each new school I went to, so middle elementary school when I started, when we moved to San Antonio from Houston, uh, and then when I started my middle school years, and then when I started my first day of fr- freshman year, mm-hmm. he knew exactly, because he would follow me, whether I was on bike or walking, he would follow me to school, and he kept a log of how long it took me to go directly there without any stops. So he knew, all right, you get out at 3.30. I know it takes you 30 minutes to walk home. I expect to call no later than 4.05. <laughs> and I call him out. Once I got home, I had to call him at you work. You had to call him, yeah. And, hey, Dad, I'm home. All right, bye. And then I, I would get my list of chores to do for, after my right. work. 
So, you know, that was that was my dad. My dad was very hands-on with, right. all, he, with all of us. It wasn't just me, but he, he did that with all of us. Yeah. Um, and he knew how long it took me by bike, by walk, and by car. Oh, yeah, it, he was very, yeah. over, he could be overbearing, you know. Um, if I, if he was off work that day and he was probably taking a nap, catching yeah. up on rest, he would rig the doors. Uh, so that would wake him up. So, it, that, yeah, because there would be <laughs> like, we had a, one of our back door, the refrigerator was right next to it. Right. And so he would put pots and pans with the handles hanging out. <laughs> and I'd open the door, the door and it would just fall. Ring or fall. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He would, do, he would do that, so, but you know, and we had cameras around the house. Yeah, I learned how to circumvent those pretty quickly. <laughs> I would go into his room and I'd look at the screen and I was like, five seconds for each transition. All right, that's front, that's back, that's side. I need to get the front and the side out of the way. I don't need to worry about the back. So I'd count. <laughs> I would literally count sneaking out because my mom would let me go out yeah. at, late at night, but my dad didn't. But your dad did. And yeah. so I would literally count and do that kind of stuff. But my dad was very, he, he wasn't stupid. He, he knew I was yeah going out he had very good hearing he's a light sleeper you know <laughs> he was a he was a uh, he was a underwater demo in vietnam oh wow uh, before they got labeled as seals right um so you know he always knew because i'd be hiding in the bushes and i remember one day one night i heard the front door open and i knew he was standing there. i was like i was my buddy was getting ready to come pick me up i because we lived in a corner. Right. And i was like please don't show up right now please don't show up right now <laughs> because my dad was standing out there waiting <laughs> and he just closed the door and that was it. I was like, oh, but I never heard anything about it. So. <laughs> but if I had, if I, if I was at this day and age, if, if, I, if I was living with him, yeah, yeah, I, you know, if I was younger, there's no way I, I guarantee that I wouldn't have a cell phone number one, yeah, unless he could monitor it. My son, when he was little, I got him a phone, it only held like four numbers in it, really, and it had a tracker, nice for his mom and I. Um, and that was when he was in like, I think when he hit third or fourth grade because he could take the bus by himself to school. Right. I mean, ever since first grade, he was taking, he would walk like a, a quarter of a mile, uh -huh. get to the bus stop and then take the bus because they, right. they don't have school buses in Germany. They use public buses for school buses. Oh, wow. So the, the, they're at, at a certain time. Right. Um, but he had four numbers. He had mine, his mom's, and his grandparents and then an emergency, the emergency number. Right. You know, so... Uh, but we always knew, you know, right, where he was at. And I would go and eventually go pick him up. I would pick him up from school and whatnot as well. So, um, but we very hands on too. Yeah. So, uh, but as you said, you know, self defense for the for the kids. I it's remember one day I was picking up my son from after school care. I uh, luckily, you know, my I was at the kennels uh, when I this when I was still active duty, mm -hmm. and from the kennels to the school. Because uh, his school was literally across the street and probably uh, less than a quarter mile down the road from from the front gate of base. So from my kennels to his school, it literally took me like three minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, just three minutes to get yeah. there by car. And I remember going up one day, and I see my this bigger kid and my son, and I taught Calvin uh, many times. Don't throw the first punch. Walk away if you can. All right, but don't let him. Don't let them bully you. Right. And my son was very, very small, at, you know, like I was. His mom is, is a little bit shorter than me. She says a lot because I'm a little bit short. <laughs> um, he's now taller than both of us. Oh, wow. Um, but he, uh, he, I think he was in, he must have been in like first grade, I uh -huh. think, second grade. And 
he's playing ball with one of his buddies uh, inside the hallway of the school, and this bigger kid comes over and snatches it from him. Uh-huh. And Calvin walked up and took it back. And I, I can see this, conf- right. this this back and forth going on. And uh, the kid went up to Calvin, he snatched the ball and he threw it behind him, uh, behind himself, and he pushed Calvin into the ground. Calvin got up and I, just the height of everything, it, it's like the equivalent of me and you going at it. Okay. So I see him get up and I see those little fists ball up and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I ran inside and I looked at the kid and I told him in German, I was like, you touch my son, I said, I'll deal with you. Uh-huh. And I, I was like, and then you're, I'll deal with your dad. And, so, and then I told the teacher, and I told her what happened, and she, well, you know, I know you got a bunch of kids to worry about. I said, but you got to keep checking on them periodically. Right. I was like, this could have gotten way out of hand. Completely. It could. Um, it can. You know, and, you know, it, people know he's half American, so not a lot of kids, uh, especially, you know, some from the Turkish Muslim community. Mm-hmm cared for a lot of Americans yeah uh, especially a half-breed like him so being you know German-American and he's the youngest in his class and he speaks two languages you know everybody's like oh he thinks he's so much better but you know it's just the way he was raised with us right um, so we had to be you know be cognizant and aware of that especially living in Europe where it's a you think we have a melting pot here of, of ethnic diversity it's completely different there because you have people directly from Africa, directly from Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, yeah. Kuwait, I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are great people. Uh, it, not to not to disparage anybody or any ethnic group, it's just that Turkish don't, not a lot of Turks like the, like the Americans very much. <laughs> but over there, at least. A lot of people don't like us that much. We yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, well, over there, the Turks are, are looked at like the, uh, the illegal... Mexicans that come over here, you know, uh, that, okay. they do all the work that the, that the others don't want to do. Right. Um, but they're very successful at it too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them own their own restaurants and businesses and everything. So they're hard workers. They're hard workers. Um, but yeah, so it's just those things. And we eventually, as my, as Calvin got older, he went and did nor- uh, mixed martial arts. Oh, nice. And that's, he started doing it. And I took, I, I sent him to a place that a, a buddy of mine trained at uh-huh. and traveled with. He actually would go to Thailand to fight and, nice. and did competitions. And a lot of the fighters that come out of that school did fought everywhere. They, the yeah, they did. Yeah, they did fights. So Man. I got him started in that over there. Uh, and I told him, I said, go talk to this person. He's the owner. Let him know that I sent you. You know, and and uh, if you want to start fighting there, if not, if you want something that's closer, because it was, a, you had to take a couple of trains to get there. Oh, okay. Uh, from where he lives, right, so, right, and right. That's, you know, he would have to take a bus to the train station, train station, switch and get take two stops, and then get switch a train and then take another two or three stops. Right. So it was good. It was good. Take him about an hour, a little over an hour. A little to get hour there. to get there. Huh? So. And then an hour to come back home. Exactly, and then at night. And then yeah. So. Um, he did that for a while. He had a couple of fights and uh, that he had won, and I was, I'm obviously very proud of him. That's good. Um, you know, he, but you know, he's never really had that issue of getting getting bullied anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, especially as he got older, he's very he's he's very likable. Uh, he has a lot of friends. One of his best friends is Turkish, mm-hmm. um, and another another Muslim uh, kid. Uh, both great kids, and their parents are very very nice. Um, but. Yeah, it's just, you know, after a while, and all the bullying stopped and everything. Oh, yeah. But you don't see too much of it in Europe either, because they teach you 
you know. Well, you know what? To treat people with respect. With respect, yeah. You know. But it, it happens a lot here. Yes, it's very. Yeah, it's, it's very like. It's just. It's a it's a it's an epidemic here. Yeah. But you got to think, they have to learn it somewhere too. So first places to look. Home. Is, exactly at home. At home, you mean like um, if it they... could be the smallest little comment that you make about something or someone. Yeah. And they, you know, their minds are still developing, and they might go and run with it. You know, you see a lot of somatic, uh, you know, things about about the Asians. Right. You know. And then about Muslims, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, was, I have a lot of friends that are, I have a few friends that are from Iraq, Afghanistan, mm-hmm. Kuwait, Iran, uh, India, wherever. Um, and a few of them that I cherish and I hold very near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. uh, because they worked side by side with us in combat. Right. Um, and thank God they were able to get out of the country a long time ago. Right. Um, but, you know, you got to watch what you say because... It's not everybody's like that. Not everybody is, you know, a terrorist. Not everybody is uh, racist. Racist, yeah. It, you know, and you got to look at. It's it's not how they look either, you know. As long as they're good people, you know, and they treat my kid nicely, I don't care how they look and right. you know where they're from. I really don't. <clears throat> and if they're the same same way with me. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and that, and that that goes on that again. Like you said, you know, it starts from the very beginning. If the parents teach their child respect, you know what I mean? They're going to show respect towards other, other kids, other students, other adults. Mm-hmm. But if there's no respect because, you know what, you know the reason why there's no respect nowadays with the, with the young generation? is because both parents are working. And so who's teaching the kids right now? TV. Social media. Social media. Other friends. Yep. You know what? And... You know, if you try to be that one parent that's the cool parent, you know, say like for teenagers, right? Yeah. Uh, you say, uh, you know, it's like, no, I know, I want my son to drink, but they're only going to drink with me. Well, you're starting them off young. You know what I mean? And but, in, in, there, but there could be, that could not be an issue either. I mean, look at, like I said, Germany, Europe. But again, that's completely different than it, where we're at right now. Well, yeah, and you know also I mean? because of how we raise and how they and raise how, and how they how they do things, you know. Yeah. Um, there, you're taught to respect other people's personal property and space. Um, now, do pranks happen and stupid things happen? Yes, of course. Um, but, you know, you might lose something or forget something on the train. I guarantee someone on that train is going to take it over to, the, to one of their stops. Uh, and hand it to a police officer say, at, hey, one, at one yeah. of the stations real quick and be like, someone left this, here you go, bye. Right. You know, that's it. Um, Not here. No, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, hey, look what I got. I got, I got a new phone. <laughs> someone got a new Kindle for me. Exactly. Um, but, you know, it's, as you said, vastly different and kids over here um, not being raised by their parents and like you said being a cool parent everybody wants right. to be the cool parent cool I want to be a cool parent but yeah uh, especially because I don't I, I live so far away from my son but I tell him I'm like you want to do this what's mom say mm-hmm. and he's like well she's kind of on board with it I was like look if she says yes I'm not going to argue I said but if she says no I'm, I'm not sending the money for you to go do this right you know um, but if she's on board with it let me know how much it costs, and I'll get you the ticket, the plane ticket. Like he went, right. he went to, he went to Spain with his with two of his friends when he was like, was it just last year? He was sixteen, just oh, turned wow. just turned sixteen. You know, 
by himself. Mm -hmm. They got on a plane and they went. Wow. Um, he went to London when he was 13, 12, 10, 11, 12, 12. He went to London with his class and they got to go walk around London by themselves. Wow. You know, it's can't do that. No. You can't do that here. No. no well, I'm, I'm surprised you could do that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of human trafficking out there in the East. Yep. You know what I mean? There is. Um, I will say he almost got he almost got robbed by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but his friend, who is a little bit older and bigger at the time, yeah. his best friend, uh, took care of it. But, uh, you know, obviously his mom and I were very furious about that. Uh, and, you know, just livid. And had we, she talked with the teacher. And I was like, "Well, I'll stay out of it." I was like, "You can handle this." Yeah. But can't do that stuff here. And you definitely have to keep an eye on for kids out here. I mean, it's just there's so much more that they have access to in Germany. Kids don't. There's no violent TV on in uh, on regular television. Oh no. No. So like, if I'm watching pro wrestling on TV, uh -huh. they will edit out the blood. Oh wow. Right. Um, sexual organs. Uh, like as far as a fem naked female body yeah. will be shown especially like, it, it, at the very most just the breast area right because that's natural over there it's natural right yeah. um, but violence on television not unless you have cable and huh. you go to the movies but then even then it's re it's heavily regulated you know even if uh, like a rated R movie here you can take your kids to yeah there you'd be like mm, are they 13 or older nope nope not doing it yeah can't let they can't come in they can go in yeah so oh, shit man you know it, in a way i mean that's good that's really good but the big difference is, is that here in the states it's not like that you know and and then because we have freedoms we have a lot of freedom here but then again it's like do you really have freedom yeah you know what i mean yeah so it's and, and we can get into that whole that's, that's a whole that's, yeah that's a that's whole, a whole different thing that's a whole different show right there exactly <laughs> you know it's like gosh but anyways, going back to the bullying, being bullied, right? Uh, parents, look out for the signs. You know, you know, if, if you feel like it's physical abuse, check their body. Uh, verbal abuse, ask them, talk to them. You know, uh, if they don't feel comfortable talking to you, you know what? Take them, let them talk to a counselor. Um, doesn't hurt any, okay? If it's uh, sexual assault, get them to talk to you or get them to talk to a counselor. If you have your kids listening to this podcast, then tell them to, hey, you know, like, I'm going to be honest, guys, talk to a counselor, talk to your parents because you don't want it to get out of hand. It can get really bad. The hazing, you know, uh, that too. It gets it, it gets so bad that, you know, you, when kids are hurting each other, you know, when a kid gets pushed so much and that's when we have those active shooters. Mm -hmm. When a kid gets pushed off so so much, so much, getting bullied and bullied and bullied, and then they finally snap and had enough, and they didn't talk to anybody, but yet they, you know, they're able to find out, a, figure out a way to get a gun, or if the if they have a gun at home, right, they're gonna take it and use it, and that's where a lot of the active shooting happens. I mean, look at Eric Harrison, Dylan Cleveland. I mean, they were bullied for for years. Yeah, and then they did the April twentieth shooting. In, yeah, was it ninety nine? Fuck, man. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. It was, it was yeah, 99, 99 yeah. yeah. It just, you know, it's, you, you got to really look into it. And even cyber, cyber awareness, you know, the, the cyber assault, right? The cyber, cyber bullying. Mm -hmm. uh, parents, you know, look on their, their phones, their iPads, their computers, their laptops, or whatever it is, and check it out, you know? Um, because that's the last thing you want. You want your child to be bullied 
and you got to look at the signs and you want to give them help you want to help them out and make sure they have a good going back to school year and uh, you know it's 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 going to be work but you know it it's your child yep you know turn it, on that family sharing if you have apple yeah turn on that family sharing uh, I was watching Chris Delia, I think, no, I was watching this comedian, he was talking about how he had his son turn on the family sharing on his iPad, set up his iPad uh-huh. at family sharing, and uh, he was going through the pictures, <laughs> and he's like, I already know where this is going. He goes, huh, that doesn't look like mine. <laughs> <laughs> so he approached his son about it, and his son played stupid, and his son, he goes, so what happens when you share a photo? He goes, oh, dad, it goes... It goes to the cloud. It goes into the family sharing, into the uh, into the camera roll. Say that again. <laughs> it goes. Oh, <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, there better not be any girls on this. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but you gotta be be aware. I mean, your kids are. You're, they may think it's innocent, and oh. it could definitely be something that could get them thrown in jail. Right. Um, and we, you don't want that for them. And teachers, educators, counselors, if you, if there's any of you that listen to this, pay attention to your students and to your kids in school yeah. because this could be happening at home as well. Exactly. It does, it's not just regulated to being, you know, beat bullied up school. at school. It, it, it I mean, bullied by assault the and a physical just, assault at home. Abuse. Exactly. Yeah. So that's I mean, what, I mean, something, that's where... I, something I dealt with. Yeah. Growing up, um, you know, I mean, I it's something I'll probably touch base on later. But you know, I had to. Uh, uh, I had I had to explain why I had a mark the size of a belt across my face oh, shit. and marks all over my body right um, you know I had to explain a lot of different things to my when my teachers finally asked and my friends who had seen it that would come over and play had seen some of the verbal stuff that happened eventually spoke up for me because I, I just didn't want to say anything right. and that was a whole other ordeal you know, yeah child abuse but so anyway. yeah t- teachers educators <sighs> Keep, you know, pay attention to your students, and if you feel like they're being uh, abused at home, say something, do something. All right, guys. All right, we're gonna take a, a short break, and then Rick's gonna talk about all the K nine, what the do's and don'ts. Yes, do's and don'ts. We're gonna go over. Uh, we're just gonna touch base on the uh, you know what to do with a new pet, and when you get them, and uh, other little tasks and things that you should look out for. All right, guys. We'll be right back. All right, guys, uh, we have to take a little break. All right, so, Rick, talk to me. All right, so something that I get asked a lot is, uh, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned all of this before, is, you know, when should I start training my dog? Rick, well, when should I start training my dog? Uh, the moment that you start, that you're able to bring him home. <laughs> okay, see? Um, so they're not going to let the dog go at you know three weeks four weeks right um at very least the dog will be six weeks old before they yeah before they're able to go to their new home um and then at that time you need to start first thing you want to do is work on that potty training just in case if, if you if you got them from a breeder hopefully they're reputable and they're responsible enough to start mm-hmm. working on some of that already um before they let them go home to you and usually they'll probably won't let them go home until about 10 weeks with right. them, until they're about 10 weeks old so potty training things to think about size of your dog all right you gotta think small dogs small bladders all right right puppies have small bladders so um as soon as you as soon as you get them to eat 
drink, you know, wait a few minutes, take them outside into your own yard. Uh, don't take them on walks because you don't want to expose them to, uh, to any uh, potential diseases out in right. public places. Um, so, which means you're not letting them walk around inside PetSmart or a dog park this early in the game until right. they're fully vaccinated, right? Um, and that's the main thing. You got to wait till they're fully vaccinated before you take them on any walks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and let them use the bathroom outside. Uh, other ways you can do this, you have you have small dogs that maybe don't like the way the grass feels. Right. Use a litter box. Really? Yeah. I, I had this issue uh, with a client uh, a few months back. Um, she signed up for my classes, and her cla- the classes weren't going to start until the following week. Right. And uh, she wanted some te- uh, help and tips with her dogs. They had already ruined like over five grand of furniture by urinating on it. Oh my god! So she had to replace all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I said, okay, we'll try this. I said, get a low low rise litter box. Take a little bit of dirt and gravel from your from your own yard, uh-huh. grass, whatever. Throw it inside there. Put your dogs inside of it when it when you think it's time for them to go to the bathroom. Right. Let them do their business, and then you can let them out. I said this is going to be a little bit time consuming because you're going to have to sit there and watch them. Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on until they're done. Came back a week later and she said, "Well, they go outside on their own now." Because <laughs> they didn't like being they didn't like touching the, the wet the, grass. They right. didn't like touching. Uh, they didn't like being outside. But now they're doing it. Right. Um, and of course, the process took a little bit more than that. Right. I explained what she needed to do uh, and how to do it. Uh-huh. Um, so it wasn't just that simple as it made it sound. Right. Um, there was definitely a lot of painstaking work into it and slowly, gradually moving them into the yard and then keeping them there and watching them. And then but eventually... Then that's if they're... That's if they have the dog to where someone's at home watching... Or at home permanently, right? Yeah, she was. Uh, if she was oh, a stay-at-home she's retired. mom, she's yeah, retired. retired or stay-at-home she's, mom or whatever, right? Yeah, older, much older lady, but retired. So, she, obviously, she's home all day. Right. Um, those of you that work and have to leave your dogs alone, don't feed them too much before you leave. Don't let them drink too much. Don't free feed. Don't let water be sitting out. Right. Um, make sure they use the bathroom, and you have enough time to make sure they use the bathroom before you have to leave, so you're not late. And then after that, take everything away and put it up, uh, put it up so that they don't uh, can't take any more. Right. Take any more. Take any more. Um, trust me, your dogs will be perfectly fine for eight to twelve hours, right? And sustain on their own without having to eat and drink all day. Well, um, I'm will be fine. I'm gonna share a little tidbit, okay? Yep. Uh, when I when I got my shepherds, right? When I got them, they were roughly around five, four or five weeks old, and. Uh, of course, when I took them to the vet, I was all like, crap, you know, they're not, they're not six weeks, right? Because we thought they were six weeks. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we get there, you know, once a, around six weeks, we get, you know, one round of shots, whatever shots that the vet said, hey, let's give them this. Um, but again, I work and w- when I go to work, I'm up at five in the morning. I get to work by 6.30, 6.45. And so the first thing I did with my, my dogs when they were little was I took them out. I stood outside, I made sure they went in potty, and I put them back directly into their cage, or I let them run around for a little bit before putting them back in their cage. Yep. I didn't feed them, and I didn't give them water. Now, the reason being is because I had them in a big-sized kennel, and it was two puppies sharing one. Yeah. And the one thing that I've learned is that dogs will not pee or poop when they where, where they sleep at. 
unless they have enough space to be on the other side. Exactly. And one dog in that size kennel, they would do that. They would do that, right. Mm-hmm. So when there's two of them, they won't do that. And they were actually pretty decent because as soon as I got home, I let them out. They handled business again. And then when they came inside, they ate, they drank, they played. We went. I was like on them every 30 minutes, taking them outside. Then, so routine is what you're going to start. In the, right. And that's what you did. So for you folks out there, having them on a schedule in the very beginning is going to help you tremendously. Um, because now they're going to know exactly when it's time to eat. I don't know if you, anybody out there that has a dog on a schedule or has seen a dog on a schedule. Dogs can't tell time. But I guarantee you, if you put them on a tight schedule and you feed them at the same time every day, they know they're going to know when food's late exactly they're gonna know i had dogs that would come up and it was funny because it'd be uh was it daylight savings and i'm like we're an hour behind it's only four it's not five technically it is five to you but it's not it's still four <laughs> you got an hour to go and they're looking at their bowl and they're like, like and they pick wait. it up and they throw it i'm like uh no <laughs> so uh you know have a routine and potty training and being aware of how big your dog is uh, and then as they get bigger, it'll be easier and you won't have to spend so much time taking them out every time. Right. Um, oh, excuse me. You all right there? There we go. Um, other thing is, you know, uh, patience, 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 yes. especially with puppies. Um, this puppy that I have that I'm fostering right now, they said he was returned because he kept making a mess inside the house. Uh, he didn't do that with me, but I had him on a, I had him on a, on a, him on a, a schedule. routine yeah. and schedule, right? Um, very good in the kennel, so I could leave him in the kennel by himself. Uh, he's a cuddler, so he sleeps in bed with me. He sleeps on the couch, but he, uh, if he needed to go to the bathroom, he would go to the, he would go look at the door. And I, and I was learning his body language. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Uh, learn your dog's body language that you, you'll, you'll know when they need to go out. You'll know when they're not feeling well. Yeah. All right. Um, these are things that you have to think about in the very beginning. Also, when choosing your breed, think about your work schedule. Think do, about your own routine. Do research on that breed. And it, do lots of research on it because, um, you know, if you travel or you're gone a lot, uh, for hours on end. Don't get a damn dog. Don't get, well, that, and don't get a shepherd. Mm-mm. Don't get a Malinois. Don't get a working breed dog. Yeah, or no. a herding type. Um, you know, get yourself a little chihuahua or something <laughs> if you really need to have, if you really want to have a dog. Get yourself a little toy dog. But understand, you still need to put the time and money into this. Right. Um, I just had, you know, I'm waiting to hear back from, from another client, uh, that wants me to board and train their two dogs while they're on vacation. Right. And, you know, it's, it's two dogs and I'm doing it for half the price, uh, which I was like, that's fine with me, you know. But, uh, you know, it's going to take money. If you need to find a trainer, it's going to take yeah, money. It's gonna and it's going to take time out of, your, out, of your, out of your life. Until you can get them on that routine, until they can learn uh, when they need to go and you guys learn each other. Right. right? Um, you know, you people don't understand that, you know, the dogs are just like, just like people. They're just like kids. Yeah. It takes a lot of work, takes a lot of paying attention, except more so because you can't, they can't tell you when they're, uh, when they're hungry. You right. Know, they can't talk to you. But 
you learn their body language and learn to read them, then you'll be able to understand your dog whenever whenever anything is different about them. Right. You know, my dogs, I can tell there was some, when they're interested in something or when they're laying next to me without even looking because of how the leash feels in my hand. Right. Um, uh, something that I learned while I, was a, while I was a handler in the Army. I knew my dog was going through the motions, but I knew when my dog was on something because that leash tension right. and the feel of it would change. And I'm like, oh, he's on something. All right, here we go. So uh, that's how I knew when my dog was on, was on a, an, an odor and right. caught something in the air. Uh, there's, uh, you know, plenty of other things you got to think about. Um, why is my dog itching so much? It could be your food. Really? It could be dog food. Yeah. Like an allergy to the food, huh? Yep. Yep. That could act, that's actually a thing. So, huh. um, food allergies, my, my dogs are starting to scratch <laughs> right now. So I'm going to have to change their food again. Really? Yep. What food are you giving them? Uh, I'm giving them the uh, the that HB, HB brand. Yeah, but it's like 20 bucks for 50 pound bag. Yeah, I just bought one the other day. Um, I mean, they like it, but I've noticed they started scratching more. Uh-huh. And I've checked them for fleas and everything. I give them their preventatives. So right. I know it's not that. Um, so uh, uh-huh. I'm just going to keep an eye on them and, and just find, see you know, if it gets any better or if it doesn't. Um, if anything, then I'll just add coconut oil to it. Right. Because you can add coconut oil and that'll help with it. Really? Yeah. It'll help with their coat and it'll help with itching as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I'm going I'm to ask a silly question here. Mm. Okay. Now, of course, we know there's a big difference between dogs and wolves, right? But it's still the canine family. Yep. Okay. Um, Normally, like with wolves, you know, they, they eat, they eat nothing but raw food. And I've known some people giving their dogs raw food, mm-hmm. right? Um, granted that we have the benefit of giving them a heartworm pill because you get worms from eating raw, raw meat, mm-hmm. right? Raw chicken is bad because it's like, you know, salmonella, mm-hmm. right? So what do you, I mean, if an owner decides to give their dog raw food, what do you suggest? Raw diet. You can do a raw diet. Um, and that's going to depend on your dog, too. A lot of people that do it are usually German Shepherd owners, uh-huh. Malinois owners. Um, Pitbull. Yeah, Pitbull as well. Uh, Dobermans. Dobermans. Okay. So beef, uh, just stick with beef okay. or uh, any kind of pork. Um, really? I was told that pork is bad for the dogs. Uh, not in large quantities. I mean, I wouldn't give them a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, but definitely beef, eggs, raw eggs. Really? Mm-hmm. Just th- just crack an egg in there. Don't mix it or anything. Just crack an egg in there. Um, or you can do hard boiled eggs. They can even eat the shell. Yes. As well. Um, you can uh, look. Don't give them corn, obviously. But peas, green beans, carrots. You can throw that stuff in there. Uh huh. Um, you can even, if you want, cook it down. Right. Uh, I make my own dogs wet food, so I make it out of chicken. Um, that's one thing people always ask, you know, can I give my dog the bone from this meat that I cooked or this chicken? No. No. It splinters easily when it's cooked. Now, chicken bones are a no-go period. Cause they're yeah, because they splinter. Yeah, whether they're cooked or not. Right. They splinter, uh, and that's terrible for the doggy's digestive system. Um, a beef bone, on the other hand. Well, if you do like a ribeye, a steak bone, yeah, right. 
great. Okay, cool. I but if you do like a, if you do like the uh, the ham hock, uh -huh. I wouldn't give them that bone because it's been cooking and simmering and it's made, it's turned soft. It turns soft and it'll split it right. Yeah. So, I mean, cause like with the girls, I ain't gonna lie, dude. I'll cook some T-bone steaks and then I'll give them the bones and they're, they, they take those things to like little bitty, like little, yeah. like about the size of a 50 cent piece. They just gnaw it all the way down, man. Yep. Or if I do um, beef but ribs, you're not you're not cooking them. You're not cooking it to the so to where it's getting soft. No, it's just I'm not. I'm doing it on the grill. Exactly. Yeah, I do it on the grill, so it gets a good char, good flavor, and yep. they leave me alone for about two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have I, I have the, I have these mini bones that I bought from this from the pet store, and after they uh, they've cleaned them all, they've cleaned it all down. Yeah. And it's just a bone. They still sit there and chew on it. And then every once in a while, I'll go and I'll get peanut butter and I'll shove it in the middle. Yeah. I'll put one in the freezer so it freezes up. And then I'll put, take the other one and I'll just put peanut butter in here. Here you go. They knock it out, huh? Yep. And it just keeps them busy. One thing I like is a soup bone. It's just a bone with the marrow. It's like, yep. so the bone's like cut in half and the marrow's in there. Mm -hmm. Well, what I've done is I've taken it and I've smoked it on the, on the grill. Give it that smoke flavor and then the girls just are in heaven. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Heaven, yeah. Um, it's like it's like a dollar fifty for the bone. Is it really? Yeah, for the soup bones. Yeah. And they're huge. Nice. Um, yeah, I I haven't done that one yet. I'm gonna have to try that out because I know I know they would be they'd be ecstatic. Yeah. So um, but yeah, when 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 doing raw feeding, uh huh. Uh, <laughs> Be prepared for your dog to uh, make a mess. Not, not well, not want anything else after that. Oh and yeah, because that's expensive. It is. That's expensive. I mean, when you really think about it. Right. I'm getting two meals a day of raw food. I'm gonna go buy these steaks and cut these, you know, cubes right. and all that. No, I, I might do it like on a birthday. Yeah. You know, make it something special <laughs> for them. But I, I'm not that bougie with my dogs. See, no. I, I won't. I won't give them raw stuff. I mean, it's like if I end up. And I do this, I, I mean, it's partially my fault. And I say that because I love steak. So I'll go and, and buy a prime rib or T-bones. I love T-bones. Uh, and then I'll purposely go buy an extra two steaks that have bone so that I can char it up and give it to them. Yeah. You know? And Never that's, like, what, that's that. like once a month, though. You know, it's like I, I do it. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, especially if you can afford it. I, you know, that perfectly fine but you know it, you'll eventually you have those dogs that are like nope i'm not gonna eat this dry eat food nothing I, else uh where where's where's my gourmet at <laughs> and there's actually there's actually people out there that have a, that that make raw food diets to mail order like like the prep, well, that, meal that, prep stuff yeah there's that uh, i keep seeing it on my on my instagram it's the farmer dog hungry farmer or farmer, farmer dog, dog or some shit like that yeah. yep and and they ship you packages and i was looking at you know let me let me check it out for a minute right i'm going through it i, I go through the whole questionnaire and everything 69 dollars <laughs> for a box of raw food or not or cooked food and there's like the most 12 packets yeah it's not even good for a week no it's not. I'm like, what the hell? Am I? I'm not feeding a, you know, a chihuahua. Yeah. You know, I'm feeding a, a, a big ass dog. Yeah. So yeah, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I can make this cheaper. I can cook this cheaper. You know. Go, go get the freezer burn stuff. Yeah. They're not gonna know the difference. They're not gonna know the difference. Um, you you said eggshells, right? And I'm gonna share this a little bit with you. Um, every now and then when I boil eggs, 
which is on the weekends, I'll boil eggs and I'll take the shells and I'll put them in my coffee grinder and I'll grind them up to a fine powder. Mm -hmm. So then I'll go ahead and make another egg, a scrambled egg that's wet and then I'll mix the, the shell in there. Okay. And give it to the to the girls. And they like it. They love it. They they tear it up, man. I need uh, to try that. I don't have a coffee grinder though. From what I from what I hear though is that the egg shell, the egg in general, but the egg shell helps the cartilage in their ears. I've heard that too. And, yeah. And that's why I've been I've been doing it because you notice that one of the dogs, her ears is always like pigtails. Yeah. Unless she gets a wild hair and she picks them up on her own. But most of the time, her ears are, are hanging, yeah. you know? So it's like... And that's also that's also in uh, genetics, mm-hmm. you know, with the dogs as well. And the, the their parents or grandparents or great-grandparents, whatever. Right. Um, and how much there's there's mixed breeding or whatever. Right, right. You know, it could play a different role. Um, but, yeah, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're choosing your dog, choose wisely. Uh, when you are... Looking for a trainer, make sure you ask yourself, you know, what this person, how is this person going to train, you know, what type of style they're going to use, positive reinforcement, uh, negative reinforcement, a mixture of both, what kind of equipment they're going to use, e-collar, which is commonly referred to as the shock Shock collar, a prong collar, uh, choke chain or a slip leash, uh, gentle leader, head halty, whatever. Um, You know, you want to ask these questions with your uh with your potential trainer um and even where they got how they started in the business and where they got training at or how they who they learned from or whatever what do you Uh, prefer it depends on the caller i'll start off with the with something the least uh i'll start off with the very minimum so i'll start off with the regular flatline collar okay and that's just like the regular collar you put on a dog with a tag right I'll start off with something like that because I want to see if I can use the least, am- the least amount of force necessary uh-huh. to work with this dog. If I don't need to use a heavy hand, then why should I? Right. If the dog is going to respond to positive reinforcement and, and hyper and happy energy. Right. Um, our dogs feed off of us. My two dogs are working, working dogs and they feed off of my energy and which means they just lay around and just chill <laughs> seriously because if i'm at, if i'm sitting at the computer i'm doing something right right so they're laying right next to me but if i'm sitting on the couch they're laying next to me you know if i'm sitting if i'm eating dinner they're definitely right next to me You're right um but i have to you know i if i start turning on music and getting really ruckus and loud and then they're gonna it, it's gonna get them excited and you know it's just gonna get crazy and right um and it's just not how i am um especially because i live on a second floor apartment so right but you know our dogs match our energy so if your dog is doing something that you don't like look inward <laughs> um and i say that i say that nicely and not to not to sound like an ass uh or to be rude but it's usually because of something we're doing right right um we have a saying that, you know, emotions will travel down leash. And it's it's true. It's true, yeah. You, you're frustrated, you're upset, they're going to feel that too. Maybe they'll shut down. Or they, you know, they're very intuitive, they're going to come over and lay next to you, try to cheer you up. Right. Bacardi and Zoe, that's how they are. They see when I'm upset or I'm bothered by something and they just, they come over and they're just, they Give shove their loving. face, they shove their yeah. face under my arm. Yeah. Um, I get that a lot too. So, uh, 
But also understand that you have to stay on your routine, guys. You have to, uh, everybody in the household has to be on the same page. So if you'd say that they can't do something, then they can't do it with anybody else. Right. Like jumping, right? I don't want my dog jumping. So I'm not going to let him, I'm not going to let somebody else go, oh yeah, come on, hop, hop, yeah. and let them jump on him. Nope. Nope. Don't let my dog jump. I don't want him jumping. Right? Right. Um, you know, little things like that. Uh, until you can have it on a switch, uh, like with Bacardi, right. I can I can tell him, get on the couch, and if I want him off, I tell him off, and he does it. Same with Zoe. Right. So, you know, when I got to that point, then it was like, okay, cool. I can... I, I can let you up here every so often. Right. But if I tell you to get off, you're going to get off. Um, That's how it is with the girls. Every now and then I'll say, hey, come on up. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get up and they'll get all excited. But then when I say off, then they'll get off. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's a matter of staying on, staying on routine with your dog. Um, also, all right, big one, dog greetings, face-to-face dog greetings, meeting another dog. Okay. Um, this goes this this goes well with also when people are coming into the home that are either new or you don't you just don't want your dog getting too excited. Right. All right. I'm gonna put them into a sit and a wait. Let the other dog come up. They can sniff each other, sniff it out, sniff it out. Um, I'm gonna look at their body language. Is the tail wagging good? Is if it's not and it's stiff and sticking out, I'm gonna be a little concerned and right. I'm gonna take them away. Um, is that is that if they're on a leash or if they're not on a leash? Because if it, that's if they're on a that's for both, right? For both. The best thing about a dog being off leash is that one dog can get away from the other. Okay. Let's say the let's say they're off leash and one dog sniffing the other and the other one's gotten tired of it and has had enough. They can run away. Gotcha. And they can get away from that situation. I have them on leash that feel, they feel locked in and forced in a corner, and they might react. Gotcha. In a negative way. But if they're not if 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 they're not trained enough to just stay sitting, then I, I what I'll what I will do is I'll let them walk around. But the moment that they start to want to jump on each other, right? It's it, it's it's going to look playful, but I'm just going to redirect. And what that means is I'm just going to call my dog. Hey, let's go this way. Come on, walk away and then walk back. Right. I'm like all right, you need to calm down. Right, chill out, because um, we don't know what's gonna get this dog super excited right. or not. Um, you know, Zoe, I know better than to let her eat next to another dog, because if another dog is too close, she gets food aggressive. Okay. Right. She right. won't. She won't eat them, but she will snap right. and she will growl and she might. She'll get in their. She'll get in their face and push them away. So I just avoid it. Um, with the three dogs, I have three separate locations for them to eat. Right. And luckily, the other one is really small, so I can carry him. I can okay. put the food down, and right. then I can go, and I can put him down with his food. And be like, all right, you're over in this corner. Um, and then once he's done eating, I'm like, all right, come over here with me. Right. Don't get near her. Because she, she, the moment anybody get a, a, dog, a dog gets close to her. Now, me as uh, humans, I can walk up, and you can take her bowl. Right. No biggie. Another animal, she's not having it. No. Now, one thing I've done with with the girls is that when it comes to their dry food, they'll eat and eat, and then if they go and switch, they'll switch and still eating the dry food, which I'm okay with. 
Okay. I mean, if it, if it works, it's fine. Right. But if I end up putting wet food in there, like if I make something like chicken and rice or if I give them, you know, an egg or whatever it is, or uh, I'll, I'll put it in the bowl and now, now I have to take them and put it inside their cage because their cage is big enough. I can put their bowl inside their cage and then they focus on their bowl in by themselves yeah without trying to switch or anything they just start going off yep and it'll lick that bowl clean and then that helps me understand and know that you know they their food you yep. know and you also you know how you know what your dog's behavior is now yeah because you've seen it enough uh, you paid attention right right you know what triggers they have right and what could potentially be a bad situation or lead to a bad situation right that's why with zoe bacardi eats around the corner in front, in front of the front door, mm-hmm. and Bacardi eats, or Zoe eats in the kitchen around the corner, right, perfectly away from each other, um, because I don't want I don't want Bacardi coming up and, but luckily Bacardi is a slower eater, right, and he eats he gets more food than her, um, so she's always the one one done first, but then she goes over and she sits behind him and waits and waits and she like. I'll wait till he's done. If he wants away, it's mine. And it's I'm like, I'm like Zoe, leave it alone now. <laughs> Get away, because Bacardi, Bacardi won't say or do anything. Yeah, but I'm like, you don't. You'll be mad if he does it to you. Yeah. He's like, it, get over here. It's <laughs> funny you say that because the two girls that you know, Luna and Raven, they're the same way. Luna mm-hmm. would just devour whatever it is that's in front of her, mm-hmm. and Luna takes her or Raven takes her time. But then when she's done, did Luna will go and finish it off? Yeah. And I'm all like, okay. So when it comes to certain things, I put it in their cage. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to notice that if I do even treats, treats. Separate them. I have to separate them now. Yep. Because if I do, uh, I've been buying on Amazon water buffalo ears. Oh, yeah. Those are good for them. Yeah. I and it's, them. you know, I love it because once I found out that, you know, hey, you can't give shepherds pork. The vet told me you can't give shepherds pork. I was all like, uh, but they sell pig ears. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but in, but it's not in, like I said. I wouldn't do it in large quantities. I wouldn't do right. pork every day. I think it might just be one of those things that uh, once in a blue moon, I'd be like, oh, here you go. You're right. You know. But with the with the water with the water buffalo ears, I'll go ahead and and give it to them. They'll go to their big bed, and they'll they'll leave each other alone. But if I give them a bone or a bone that I've cooked on the grill, mm-hmm. then it goes inside their cage. Yeah, separate them. And separate them, and yep. then they just go to town on that. Yep. So sometimes, and you know what, guys? You know, he, he's really, he's correct on that whole, your dog picks up your vibe. Um, and here's another thing that I'm going to share with you. If you're, if you have a small dog and you're training your dog, or you're in, in the middle of training, right? And... There's a day that you come home and you're just frustrated as hell. You don't want to do any training that day. You're just frustrated as, as you're just frustrated. Then you know what? Just give your dog loving that day. Hold them, pet them, show them some love, right? It doesn't have to be training that day. You can skip that one day, right? Just pet them, show them love. But you know, the training would be going out to the potty, you know, if it's not working on sitting or laying down or whatever it is, right? The say, yeah, training is every time you give your dog right. a verbal command. Any right? verbal commands. But so it, that means, you know, if you're working, you don't have to necessarily be actively working on a task, but training, you can be working on the same things that they know already and you know they know it. So just, hey, all right, come here, bud. 
Come here. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. Let's go. To the, let's go for a walk. Grab the leash. All right. Sit. But I'm not gonna sit there and say, all right, we have to work on this task today. So, right. So just give yourself a break because you don't want to have to stress them out. Yeah. But at the same time, give your dogs loving because you know it. That it, it's like I said, it's just like kids. Mm-hmm. You got to give them loving. Mm-hmm. You know. You do. Um, and you know, be aware of. You know what type of like I said, what, what breed of dog you have because yeah. a lot of dogs need uh, a lot of attention, attention and uh, release of energy. Um, things they need physical and mental stimulation. Mental stimulation can be a puzzle toy. Mental stimulation can be fro- frozen peanut butter inside of a calling ball, right? Uh, or inside of a bone, like I do, right? You know that's mental stimulation for them. Um, I've uh, I want to I'm actually gonna I want to go to the hardware store. I want to make this. Uh, this I don't even know what to call it, but I'm gonna get a doll, uh, a doll, a doll rug. Yeah, and then uh, three Coke bottles. Uh huh. Put a hole in it, and then put it on like a little sawhorse. Okay. Right, and put you put food inside the bottles, and they have to flip it with their paws upside down to drop food out of it or treats. Oh wow. You know, okay. that's a puzzle toy. That's something right. they can they can get mental stimulation out of, and they won't be so bored when you're not home. But the dogs are are big. Wouldn't they knock the whole thing down? Well, it depends on how you build it. I mean, if you build it where it's going to be widened stance and it's right. not going to be easy for them to tip over, you know, uh, they just have to hit it. Right. Um, you know, there's a bunch of other ones that are out there. This is just one of the ones that I've that I've made in the past and right, 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 and done. Um, you know, I've, they have treat dispensing balls. Uh-huh. Uh, I have several of those. You know, you put treats inside of it, and they have to roll it around. And the treats fall out, and then they can eat it, yeah, and they, they get self-reward. Huh. Um, so, you know, we, we, you got to think about that. Think about those kind of things as well. Mental and physical stimulation, not just the physical. Right. Um, but oh, there was something else I was going to hit on. Oh, um when you are, uh, like I said, when you are training with your dog, um, just make sure you have a multi, you know, multi-people household that everybody's on the same page. We all don't. Want, right. We don't want to confuse the dogs. They don't understand black and white. All right. It has to be just this way, and that's it. There's no gray area. They understand. Yeah, it's black and white. There's no gray area. Right. I can do this with dad, but I can't do it with mom. No, that's not how it works. Or with the kids. Exactly. And that's the ones you really have to worry about. Right. They all have to be on the same page. Yep. Um, and you don't want your kids over giving them treats. No, because definitely not. That that's just bad in general, you know, because they're they're going to rely on the treat in general. Yep. Right. Um, unless you're unless you're doing training, then that's it. I, you know, I, you're going to be treating them the whole entire time. Um, but eventually, with the right trainer helping you, they'll teach you how to eventually move away from treating every uh, every single time right. to all right we're going to treat every other time every other two times and then eventually move away completely and so they only have to uh, focus on uh, they only get rewarded with physical and verbal praise right so uh, you know when when you guys are look like I said when you guys do get a dog and you want to look for a trainer I mean be prepared to spend money as well yeah um, you know there's a difference between prices on private lessons one-on-one and group classes group classes group yeah. classes will be a lot cheaper for you in the uh for the most part uh with people because you'll get you know it might be 300 bucks for six weeks as opposed to 700 for six weeks privately right one-on-one 
Um, and that's because, well, we got to make our money somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Again, <laughs> you know, you got to support your living too, you know? Yeah. Um, so you said that on, on trainers, right? Picking a trainer. Your buddy wrote a book on how to pick a trainer, correct? Yes, yes, yes. I need to... Give him a plug. I need to give uh, W.A. Garrido, uh, Dog Training is My Passion on Facebook. Uh, check him out. Uh, if you are... I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a like a douche, but if you're the sensitive type with social media, <laughs> then maybe stay off his page because he's very vocal. Right. Um, but he's a great, great trainer. Uh, it's W A uh, initials uh, Garrido G A R R I D O. Um, he's been doing this for a very long time. Uh, he did contract work down downrange mm-hmm. for a while. Um, he does training now with nothing but mouths has his own club right and, and they're uh, they're based in huddo uh, which is right between pflugerville and round rock right right, right outside right. austin um well, what's the name of the book uh name of his book oh, man, that makes me have me look now oh i'm I sorry i forgot um how to choose a trainer how is one of them okay um and then his other ones uh i'll have to put it on my go to my instagram Spartan Canine Academy, and I will post it. I'll post the link okay. there with a picture. Um, but uh, if you are in that area, give them a shout. Uh, look them up. Dog training is my passion on Facebook, and uh, you can find his books uh, on his online store there. Oh, nice. Um, but he's very knowledgeable. His t- style of training is not meant for people that have pets. Um, his is all about. Attack dogs. Yeah. Okay. Protection. And it's a, it's a club. Right. Um, and they do t- competition and everything. Right. Um, a lot of those dogs, they were just selling two of them recently, 10,000 a piece. Damn. Yep. So these aren't just your everyday dogs. No. Um, these dogs are actually meant to do some, do some damage and win you some money in competition. Right. So they're, and they're, they're amazing. He does great work. He has a bunch of great videos, uh, from their, uh, from their training over there. And from his club members, so uh, definitely give him give him a check. W dot a dot Garrido, and um, and look him up. And then uh, see uh, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Um, I've got a bunch of uh, openings now. Okay. So until we get into September, right? When we want to do our well, thing. Well, that's the thing too. Uh, you know. September. Okay, so guys, in September, we're talking about doing a workshop where it's going to revolve around the basics of dog training and dog handling and also self-defense. Um, but the way numbers are going right now and this whole COVID thing, even yeah. though I'm so done with COVID, for God's sakes, man. Yeah. But, you know, it's like every time we try and take a step forward, that sucker makes us take two steps back. But uh, we're trying to get a workshop going in September. Depending on how the numbers go right now and depending on the location uh, of the owner of the gym that we're going to be at, um, it's their call if they want to go ahead and run this this workshop or not. Or not. Um, and if they choose not to, then we will pick a new location that would be more of a bigger outside venue and we'll let you know when and where when we once we get all that information squared away so yes we're in the process of doing workshops we're in the process of you know doing the the basics for for dog training we are going to do the basics of self-defense and information on on self-defense um that i'll be going over 
but again you just bear with us uh you know be be ready steadfast and and we'll get you all that information we will post it on our social media yep and uh you know if once on on my website uh i'm also going to make the event calendar you just have to bear with me because uh i'm still a caveman when it comes to working electronics yeah same here so (laughs) if anything you'll see uh oh be on the lookout excuse me be on the lookout on my page too. Uh, I got some shirts uh, in the making. Nice. So uh, I'll have. I'm doing a small batch right now first. Right. That we talked about. Right, right, right. Um, but be on be uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, I have a feeling a lot of you pet people, the pet parents, are going to enjoy this one. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's humorous, and I think it's something that we can all. Uh, relate to in some way so, nice. Um, nice you'll you'll definitely enjoy it uh i need to give the guy a call tomorrow see, give him a call to man see, to, i've been yeah. waiting for the email well he he's been he's been the guy that i'm that i sent yeah. you okay yeah. he's been super busy i'm sure you know because yeah. I've, I've been also hitting him up for a new design and that's another thing too guys i also got merch i got uh two shirts right now that are out um and i got uh decals I'm working on another decal and another shirt. And once I got my three patterns, then I'm going to have guy shirts and female shirts available. But again, this stuff is taking time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do have some merch. And, you know, when you guys purchase the merch, it actually helps out the podcast. You know, everything that goes, everything that's, every merch that's purchased goes back to the podcast for, you know, other mics, uh, off-site mics. Um, you know, stuff for us to work on more shirts, digital, more yeah. digital equipment, recording, recording, you know, because yeah. again, we're just a one man show here, you know, we're just a two man show now, yeah. But you know, it's it, it's that's the way it is, and you know, just bear with us, all right, guys. So, you could follow Rick on Spartan Canine Academy, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, go to Instagram for now until my Facebook is back up and running. <laughs> uh, Facebook and their stupid community standards. Hey, you know, it is what Whatever, it is, yeah. right? We volunteer. We, we, uh, we, we still do it. Yep. We still use so, it. Uh, you can get me there. Um, and awesome. then my TikTok as well. Uh, if you go to my pay, to my Insta, uh, Facebook page, my TikTok is on there uh, as well. So you can find uh, a link to that as well. Because um, I will be posting uh, more videos on, on that side. It's been, it's been a little busy this past week with me because yeah uh yeah, a lot of stuff going on yeah i haven't been posting anything so um but uh i promise you'll get some new content uh i'm working on trying to get some new comedic content going trying to make it a little <laughs> bit more fun instead of just this boring right you know this is what we're doing because anybody can do that right um so just be on the lookout for that also uh i haven't forgotten I need to do the videos for the last uh, episode on how to do certain stretching uh, for your chest and your back if you're having those issues, rehabbing your ankle, your neck. Yes, I know, Rick. I, I'm going to show you some exercises after this. And then, um, I need, so I'm going to work on those videos. I'm going to pull up an old video of, uh, you know, like in, uh, when a bully bumps into your shoulder like I was showing my son. So my son's in that video. And uh, if I can find it, I'll post that one. Um, and then again, you can find me on Attack the Attack 360 on Instagram. 
You can find me on Facebook with my name, Jeremiah, J-E-R-E-M-I-A-H. Last name is K-O-C-H. It's pronounced Cook. Um, you can also go to the website, attacktheattack360.com or attacktheattack360.net, attacktheattack360podcast.com, attacktheattack360podcast.net. For some reason, I ended up with all four demands. Or, yeah, that's what it's called. Domain. Domains. There you go, that one. Demands, domains, whatever. Tomato, caveman, tomato. remember, he said caveman. I'm still a caveman. <laughs> you uh, can also go to uh, Attack the Attack 360 Caveman. No, I'm playing. But, oh, wow. One thing I forgot to say. <laughs> yeah, right. I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, go to my Instagram and check it out. Friday, I'll be posting a link to my for my very first show uh, for Spartan Canine nice. uh, podcast. Uh, so... You'll probably hear me touch base on some of the stuff that we talked about today, but I'm going to go, being that I can, it's going to be a, my hour, I can go more in depth. More into detail, so, do whatever it is that you want to. Yeah. So we're not boring you within almost two hours here. <laughs> um, but uh, be on the lookout on my Instagram and uh, and look for the, look for the, uh, for the post. Yeah, look for the, for his podcast. Um, on any social network, right? Because if you're doing it the same way I'm doing it, yeah, I'm it's doing gonna... it the same way you are. Okay, but I gotta, I'm still learning how to do all this, guys. So just bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll it'll be released out on Anchor, uh, Apple Spotify. Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, um, Overcast, and many more. All right, I'm definitely gonna follow because you know, I, even though Rick's my buddy and I'm supporting him, I need to get little tips here and there for my dogs. Uh, whenever we're not around, and, and yeah, definitely. You know. and like so said, always give me a call whenever you, whenever you uh, have time, and I can come out. Yeah, we need to we so, need to make time. That's yeah. another thing I need to do is I need to make time so that way we can work together on not on this, but on I'm training. Good. Yep, yeah, on exactly. training because I'm starting to take them a lot, take them out a lot more. Good, and you want to be able to, especially if you want to these dog friendly places. Right. Um, you know, you go to the. I don't know. I haven't been to the river yet since I've been back in country. Yeah. But you know, if you want to go to the river or something, you, know, right. you want to take them with you, and you still want them to be able to listen to you and have fun and whatnot, not have to leave them at home or with a sitter. Or something. Right. So yeah. here, here's a silly question. I know it's like we're about to end, but here's here's a quick little, maybe a whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start taking the girls. If I do take the girls to the river, maybe this weekend or next weekend. Should I get them a dog vest, a swimming vest? You or know, you it's think- not a bad idea. It's it's really not a bad idea. It's just one of those things. Do I want to be extra safe, or do I know that they can swim? Right, right. Um, if you want to get them into the water, and you don't want them to freak out because they've never done it before, then I would I would say yes. Okay. Because you have two dogs. Right. I took Zoe by herself to the beach. She's never been seen water let alone the beach. Right. And I just did what's called flooding. I just picked her up and I took her in with me and I dropped her dropped her in, but I was holding her. Right. I was her flotation device. Right. Until she could get get comfortable and get her on her own. You can't do that with two dogs at the same time. No. So, um, you can, I, I I would suggest doing that unless you're going to have, unless you're going to have help, uh, and someone else can handle the other dog. Right. The same way. And just, you just put your hands underneath their belly and 
let them swim around until you slowly can move away. It's like a kid. Right, just like it's a like kid. Same thing. Okay. Well, except, normally, like, except with... this one has teeth and you know gets too scared, <laughs> might bite you. <laughs> with my kid, I just threw him in. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, see, my dad did that to me. That's why I didn't go to the navy. He's the reason I didn't join the navy. He's the reason. Yeah. He was like drown proofing. We're gonna teach you how to swim. Sink or swim, buddy. Sink or swim. All right, guys. Again. Pay attention to your kids. Look at the signs. See if they're depressed. See if there's any marks on them. Be uh, be on their social media. Ask them to give you their, their phones or iPads or go look on their computers. Make sure that they're not being bullied. It is really, really important. Okay? These kids are going back to school. Remember, they were out of school for a year. Right? Yep. So now they're now they're being uh, allowed to to go back to school. So let's pay attention to our kids. All right, guys, be safe. God bless. Watch your three sixty and train your damn dog. <laughs> We're out. Later.